today talk. We're going to talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's today talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. I'm going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. Because it's today talk. And I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Because it's today talk. And I'm going to talk about it. get geeked up every time i hear my theme music well it's kind of lit though it's super lit i wrote that myself <laughs> i know you remember that <laughs> remember back in the studio when we had like uh mcdonald's uh things stapled on the wall yeah <laughs> well welcome to this edition of today talks this episode we will be discussing relationships with relationship therapist and specialist latrice wosu welcome to today talks latrice Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We're I am so happy to have you here because <laughs> relationships are such a hot topic, especially kicking off February. February is the month of love and it's all also income tax season so a lot of relationships will be tested when the income tax drop and when Valentine's Day come because if sometimes a female don't get the right gift, she mad, <laughs> she might break up, you know, so um we're going to go into a commercial, uh, sorry, we're going to go into a song, and then we're going to come back and have relationship talk with Latrice Wosu. We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The Internet's best choice for music. Love 
Jones for your body and your skin tone. Five minutes alone, I'm already on the bone. Plus, I love the fact you got a mind of your own. No need to shop around, you got the good shit at home. Even if I'm locked up north, you in the world rocking three-fourths of cloth, never showing your stuff off, boo. It be true, me for you. That's how it is. I can be your Noah. You can be my Wes, then I can be your son. You can be my earth. Resurrect the God through birth. Let's believe. You all that I need, I'll be there for you. If you keep it real with me, I'll keep it real with you. Loving your whole seas, it be in there, boo. On top of that, you got the good power, you. You're all that I need, I'll be there for you. If you keep it real with me, I'll keep it real with you. Loving your whole seas, it be in there, boo. On top of that, you got the good power, you. If you're just now tuning in to Tanae Talks, we will be discussing relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly with relationship <laughs> therapist and specialist Latrice Wosu. Welcome, Latrice. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. I'm so happy to have you here. So please tell us a little bit about your background and why you're committed to connecting people to love. And tell us a little bit about your practice connecting to love. Um, so what I do, I'm actually a master's, I have a master's in uh, couples and family counseling. Um, so in the state of Virginia, I am a resident therapist uh, working towards being fully licensed, also in Maryland working towards being fully licensed, um, where I focus on couples. So I do a lot of couples work, I host couples workshops. Um, and also I own Connecting to Love, which is an online um, space where I do a lot of relationship consulting for individuals and couples. So uh, consulting and counseling is a little bit different, but it's also the same. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I do a lot of work around relationships and helping people become happier in, with themselves and also in their relationships what? with people, like family members and friends, all that. So basically like interpersonal relationships. So not just romantic love, but interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Interpersonal, intrapsychic, like even with, with yourself, like interpersonal with yourself too. So I do a lot of that because a lot of people don't understand that we need a relationship with ourself. That is absolutely correct. You, you have to fall in love with self first before you can love anybody else. I'm a strong believer of that. Um, what can clients yeah. expect when they come and have a session with you? And also, you said you see a lot of couples. What is a running theme that you hear when you're speaking with couples? Um, so the running theme is we don't communicate well. Mm. <laughs> Everyone says that. We have communication issues. And I say, yeah, I mean, but you're not. You're communicating well with me. You know, even in your silence, even in your yelling, that's communication. The issue is, is that you two aren't communicating in a way where it's understood by each other. 
Ah. So that leads me to my next question about understanding the love languages. So I read, mm -hmm. uh, the, well, I did like the little survey of the five love languages. And I mm -hmm. just, I discovered, you know, that my love language is acts of service as well yeah. as receiving gifts. And so those mm -hmm. are very important to me. Do you think that if couples had an understanding more of what their partner needs to feel loved or how they communicate, do you think that would help them a great deal? Yeah. So when we work together, so like when couples or people come, we develop a space of comfort and understanding and empathy, but then we go to like deep emotional exploration and a lot of couples come in with the like love languages and we read this and this, and I'm not getting that. But a lot of times the work that way I approach relationships is like, that's cool, but there's a deeper meaning to that. There's a reason why you, you know, you want to do acts of service because there's something under that. And once I get to that piece, then you will understand your partner a little bit deeper so that you'll be able to provide, understand their language a little bit more, understand their experience. It's their emotional experience is what we're really trying to get to. So it's a good, like, for, like, in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, you like hugs and kisses. Well, what does hugs and kisses do for you? What mm. does it mean to you? What is it, um, what message do you receive when I give you hugs and kisses? That's, that is so true because, like you said, if these people are coming in saying, oh, I read this, I read this, at that point, it's all in theory and they have yet to put it mm -hmm. into practice if they're not receiving, mm -hmm. you know, what it is that they're yearning for from their partner. Right. So I got yeah. a question. So my husband kisses don't matter. <laughs> it depends on what your partner's love language is, Grizz. Well, the, what what does she speak in Spanish? On... You trying to be funny. <laughs> you know I got to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your hugs and kisses do matter if that, you know, it's, it's about understanding what, what about it matters, right? Do you, when you get send hugs and kisses, does it send the message, you're the most important person to me? And wow. we can send that message in different ways, but it's really understandable. Or does hugs and kisses say, oh, I feel like the most special person on earth, right? It's really understanding what it means rather than, oh, you just want hugs and kisses. It's mm. more, it's deeper than that. And that's what my job is. That's what I focus is on that deeper emotional experience. Whoa. Wow. So, minute, oh, right. Wait, wait. I'm like, okay, now. <laughs> Reevaluate my hugs and kisses. I'm like, wait a minute, do they so, mean something? Exactly. So when, so when I say acts of service for me, you said there's something under that. Could the under mm -hmm. underlying layer for me be because I do a lot for others, and so I want that to be reciprocated? I want a little reciprocity. Is that it? It, it could be that. It could be that and serving has a deeper message for you, right? When you serve, there's something emotionally that goes on for you, right? You're sending a deeper message. And that's what the goal is, is to understand that. And I help people kind of explore that, like, okay, you like to serve. Okay. Well, what does it mean for you? What message are you giving that person when you, when you are serving them? Wow. So what are you? Go ahead. I'm go ahead. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, you just, what are you trying to tell them? What are you trying to tell them? And what are you trying to receive? Because I learned about mine and I do acts of service. Yeah, it's because I like to, you know, I like this. I want to show you that I love you. But then I learned that I'm, I'm driven by 
um, words of affirmation. So if I do something amazing to you and I'm telling you I love you, then guess what? You're going to tell me, oh, you're so great. You're so awesome. And, you know, words of affirmation just fill me with joy. Like, oh, I'm getting recognition. Absolutely. I feel the same way because after I do something for you, I don't want I don't need you to tell the world that I did it. But I need you to be like, oh, babe, like I need you to be like it was the best thing since sliced bread that happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. So so we got somebody. And if I do something and you're like, well, okay, that's cool. I'm like, oh, right. Or if you act like it ain't shit, I'm going to be looking like we're going to have to (laughs) reevaluate some things. For reals. Right. Okay. So but we, it's the underlying message is I just want to receive the message of you're awesome. Yep. That's okay. it. So we got some people in the chat room here. Brett Rogers, she actually oh. asked a question. Uh, tonight, you want to read okay. that question? Yes. Uh, Brett says, do you think you need to explain that? What? I don't understand her. Do you, do you, do you think you need to explain that matter or should they just know? Okay. So she said on the hugs and kisses comment, do you think you need to explain to your partner that hugs and kisses matter or should they just know? Should you assume that they just know? Oh, no. I think that you should always tell your partner, you know, hey, when you do this, this is what I feel from you. Mm. Nobody is a mind reader. Even when you're pissed off and that, can I say you can say piss. This is the internet. <laughs> if you're mad. Yes, yes. You can cuss it too. You can cuss. Because I, I cuss. Okay. Okay, <laughs> All good. the time. Sometimes they flip out. It's all right. Let, let it fly. You, sometimes you can be so mad. and You're like, you're supposed to know what's wrong with me. You're huffing and puffing. But then you're mad because they're not acknowledging it. No. Be upfront and always be honest. Like, hey, I'm a little disappointed and sad because I, you know, did this incredible thing. And I was hoping that I would get a hug and a kiss out of it because I like your attention and you make me feel special. Why do you think so? So never, never, never assume because you make an ass out of you, you and me. me. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I have a I have a question because um, I, I just I actually lost my train of thought. It's okay. Get it back. <laughs> Pow. There oh, it goes. I hate when that happens. That means it's going to be real good. Right, right. Real, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so so you talk about people coming in with communication, you know, issues. That's like the most prevalent thing mm-hmm. that you see. Why do you think uh, couples or individuals in the relationship are afraid to maybe share certain things with their partner? Like, so let's say they had, like you said, they've been unhappy or they've been mad, but like you said, mm-hmm. their other partner isn't a mind reader. And so therefore, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't verbally expressed it to them. What, what are some reasons why they are afraid to express what is actually going on with them? Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. But one of the most, the thing is pride. Mm-hmm. We, the person that we're in the most intimate relationship, we want them to view uh, like, have this amazing pedestal view of us Mm -hmm. and so to go to your partner and say I'm so sad I'm so this we don't want to be rejected we don't want our feelings to be rejected so we kind of like say I'll I'll, I'll be fine I'll be okay we tough it out because one our society is like that like your sad feelings don't matter so why say anything you know I was thinking it was trust man Trust, but, but she said no, pride. Well, that's, that's that's like. But you should be able to trust your partner, though. Yeah, but some people don't. That, that, then should that? Okay, wow. So Grizz says some people don't trust their partner. Should they be with that person if they don't trust them? 
I mean, you trust them to like to a certain extent, but you know, if if I don't trust you wholeheartedly with my feelings, like you know, what I'm saying, like, I mean, maybe it is prideful. Right. That's why I got a I got a different outlook. I mean, not a different outlook, but yeah, she kind of opened my <laughs> eyes. Like you know, what I'm saying, maybe it is prideful. You know, what I'm saying, like, I don't want you, like, I don't want to tell yeah. you this deep feeling that I have and then you just crush it. Right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Because I'm going to be in my feeling. I'm like, yo, I really don't trust exactly. you now with my feelings. Exactly. So I'd rather just keep them to myself. Oh, but how yeah, are you? It's both. It's both. I was going to say, how can you get to the other side? If you, you know what I'm saying? That breakthrough, because sometimes the, your feelings got to be hurt to get to the to the breaks out in order for life to come into this world. When I brought AJ into this world, that labor hurt like hell right and i was crying mm-hmm. and it was painful and it hurt my feelings a whole I'm sorry, lot i don't know your pain I'm sorry. <laughs> but you in know? order to get to that other side right. i had to go through that mm. yeah the the thing is is what how i help couples is i help them create a space of vulnerability and it's just their sacred space it's a space of of emotional safety I, I call it emotional safety where you two can go into this space and you know that your intentions is full of love and understanding and empathy where there's no need for pride there's just nothing but trust that you know you'll be heard you'll be understood and you can share what you need to share and I think that's really what a couple needs to develop that. and we don't do that when we're dating it, it takes a long time and some of us just don't know how to don't know how to do it that we have another question from the chat room that that was a phenomenal response right though. You know <laughs> that, that's why she's a specialist you know what i'm saying like we're gonna have to go put my glasses okay, on okay we're gonna have to connect the love right. we're gonna have to send her a payment you know right, what I mean? right so brett in the chat <laughs> room love that's what we're call right a love offering a love offering to like connect you, into love right, okay you know, hallelujah so brett says she says the opposite. What she says: What if you're a du- you're a direct person, but the person you're mm-hmm. expressing yourself to doesn't know how to respond to your directness? Mm. Well, the thing is, is that some people confuse directness with like, uh, kind of. Sometimes people say, "Oh, I'm very direct," but really, they're they're rude as hell. You, I need you to say that one more time for the people <laughs> was, in the back. Go say another <laughs> word, but you know. You don't know how many children listen. I don't know. But but people confuse. Sometimes people believe that they're direct, but they're really just rude. And I think that you can be straightforward. You can be honest. Um, and you can also know your audience. So if you know someone is a little bit, um, they don't handle, like, straightforwardness, you can, well, not straightforward. They can't handle rudeness, obviously. But it's also about how you direct your message. Mm-hmm. know your audience so if the person is a little bit more sensitive don't you definitely don't want to do you statements like you always do this why you not doing that <laughs> okay. you want to change it into how are we going to do this together or hey i love i love when you rub in my hair can you do that more often because it feels great I, other than why are you not rubbing my hair right so. That is a I'm bit. sorry, I get a little sensitive about that. No, I, I'm very sensitive about that because when we talk about relationships, you know, 
I, we think about intimate partner, but that goes to your interpersonal relationships, your relationships with your mother and your father, yeah. your siblings. And you're so right because people tend to think, oh, I'm keeping it real or I'm being direct. Yeah, I, exactly. I let you know what what was what. And it's like, OK, but you're brash and you're heart, harsh and knowing your audience, you should know that how the message you're giving is not going to be re- well received based on how you're giving that message. Exactly. And that's the thing. I I believe in that. I believe like you can be as straightforward as possible. It's your delivery. If you want your message received, you need to know who you're delivering it to. And you don't have to like tiptoe around it, but you can be a little bit, uh, you can pull or structure it in a way that's more receptive. Absolutely. So you talking you talked about when your clients come in fostering an environment of vulnerability. Um, Mm-hmm. I I wholeheartedly believe in that when <laughs> when when we talk about communication, right? You need to set mm-hmm. an environment for your partner where they feel comfortable coming to you. So like mm-hmm. you just stated the mm-hmm. well you always when you put the blame, that's not fostering an environment where I feel like I come to you cuz I feel like when I come to you right. it's going to be this instant blame. So how important is fostering a a uh, a, a, I call it a come to Jesus moment, I guess, or fostering a healthy environment so a person can feel uh, good communicating with their partner. And what does that healthy environment look like, Latrice? Oh, that it's, it's a lot of work, but it's the most important thing you can possibly do for your relationship. It's a space of, of I, it's a space of, again, emotional safety, if you want to say come to Jesus, because in our mind, Jesus is safe. It's, a, it's a, a space for emotional safety where it's like a gift of here in this space, we have created it. Um, we have created something that is just ours. And when I come to this space and when, I'm, when we're communing in this space, we know that we are both protected by each other. Your heart is protected. Your intentions are, are protected. Everything is protected and they're well received. And so the way to do that is really working through your junk and your, your spheres and your, you know, ideas about things and then really expressing them clearly to your partner, which um, my job is to help guide that and help the couple create that space that's specific to them. Wow. I love when she said, when, when you said pro- being protective, because um, mm-hmm. I, I identify as Christian and, you know, it says guard your heart or, you know, protect your heart. Mm-hmm. So having that protecting space that that that's powerful. So you have to protect mm-hmm. your partner and protect each other's feelings. Uh, my next question mm-hmm. is when um, back into relationships, intimate partner relationships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When a couple practices two different religions, will it work? Oh, that's a yeah, good I one. I love this question because um, I've done I did a lot of research in cross cultural couples. I myself is I'm in a cross cultural relationship, not different religion, um, but just different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think is is if both couples are willing to come together and find a common ground, um, I think it definitely will work because a lot of times especially in religion there is a common ground Mm -hmm. there may be some practices that may be different but the common ground is usually love it's uh, self-awareness it's like it's it's all all those common things 
And I think that if you're willing to kind of look at that and explore that together, um, then, then there's no problem. What the issue is, is that we attach a lot of our identity mm-hmm. to religious practices rather than religious understandings. And so what we do is if someone says, no, I don't agree with that, then it's a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And, and I- so you have to shed that in your relationship. Wow. Thank you. Um, Grizz has a question. Hey, Grizz, I got a okay. question. <laughs> so, so, so. I like, I like talking to the guys because, you know, guys need this too. Absolutely. Oh, up. So, I'm a Hebrew Israelite. That's what I practice. Okay. Like, I don't eat pork. Okay. I don't eat shellfish. You know, mm-hmm. I, I review the Sabbath, you know, Friday sundown mm-hmm. to Saturday mm-hmm. sundown, you know, and like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the market is out there for the Christian women, okay? <laughs> All right. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what I run into. The first thing, they're like, oh, I'm not going to stop eating pork and everything like that. So, I mean, do you think, like, like, like how, how I mean, like you said, the practices are different. It's pretty much the same, but I've, I've chosen the, you know, I've chosen basically the Jewish, you know, tradition. Because I, I am, right. I consider myself Hebrew Israelite. So, like mm-hmm. that, it, it also it just it ruffles a lot of feathers. So, do you have any advice yeah. for like men, maybe in that particular realm? Yeah. So, I think the thing is, is because it is difficult. Because again, it goes how the are your practices when you're with someone. Do you, especially if you know that they're in a different, they have a different background. It's about acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. You go into this space together. You're creating this space together. You know, it's about, okay, this is my practices. I'm not forcing my practices on you. But in general, Christianity, and um, I'm not very, very, very familiar with uh, Hebrew Israelites, but I am with Judaism. And there's, I mean, they're they're cousins, right? Like they're brothers, actually, brother religions. And so, but it's the foundation is the same, believing in a a, 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 a greater being, right? A greater, mm-hmm. a higher being and this understanding of love, community and connection and connect through there. That's where you two meet at that point. But it's about not forcing your practices on each other. Right. I mean, I mean, see, like I, I can honestly say that like, like being an Israelite and being Hebrew, it it is kind of you know what I'm saying. It is forefront, you know, and like and like me mm-hmm. wanting to be with the Hebrew queen, you know, I, I definitely like like pork in yeah. the house is a big no no. You know what I'm saying? And like it's okay. it, it's just yeah. it's like it's like the eating practices, and you know, if I'm gonna be the provider and the head of the household, you know, like you know what what yeah. you know it, it's it's hard to. You know, it's hard to say compromise because it's like, you know, I believe in the most high. This is what the most high was bestowed upon me. And this is how I want to run my mm-hmm. household, you know. Right. So, it's, so it's it's like it's not like I'm not trying to just inflict it on her. But it, it's, you know, it's it's like this needs to be done, you know, because it's it's right. It's so then find sin. you a vegan. <laughs> find me a vegan. <laughs> find you a Christian vegan. Find a Christian, you a Christian vegan. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna you take note of that. You 
you won't have to worry about the the shellfish or the pork or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, see, look, see, no, she please. had to ask for me. Look at that. I, I get it, um, but I definitely get it, right? Like, okay, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's yeah, okay. Like, you can finish your thought. I, I definitely. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I definitely get it. Where you want to create a household that you're, where you're the leader. And you want to maintain your structure and your beliefs in, in the household. So I, I definitely understand that. Um, and I think that that's where sometimes, again, we have to remember relationships are evolving into partnerships and support where there's not one person making the rules. There are two people collaborating on that. Wow. I love it. Collaboration. And I don't think we look at it as collaboration sometimes in relationships. I think we look at it as the person who makes the most money, then they're the decision maker or, you know, just or whoever carries the power structure, whoever that may be, instead of looking at it as we're a partnership and this is a collabo, we know this about to be the remix, you know, that in order to have a good song, that collaboration got to happen between the producer, the musicians, (laughs) the singer, and the same thing in relationships. In order for this thing to sound good and work good, you got to collaborate. Right. Amen. There can still be a lead singer, using your metaphor. There can still be a lead singer. It's just the lead singer is now looking at everybody else and have it, allowing them or providing a space for them to strengthen their 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 work. Come and on, so that's, that's the secret is, is that, okay, I'm the leader. What can you offer in this space? How can you make this space even greater? I, I would. We needed a bomb I right know, there. Right? Like you know, get the thunder, engineer. Get the thunder real we need quick, the thunder. You know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, so you. So in this uh, opposite re- religion, so to speak, you know, in Christianity, mm-hmm. it seems like anybody out dating anybody outside of Christianity is like. Oh, you're unequally yoked and you're going to burn, you know, go to hell mm-hmm. type situation. But mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, in all these religions, there is a common thread um, because, you mm-hmm. know, you have to look at the whole person and holistically. Because when I, I, I practice Christianity and I think about God and God's love is agape love and he reigns on the just as well as the unjust mm-hmm. and he loves us all. So I kind of have a conflict there sometimes because it's kind of like if God loves everybody, no matter what, how, why can't I love someone from a different religion, you know, wholeheartedly if, if their heart is right and if their morality is right, you know, and they're basically, they have the same common goal as me. You know, I call them Jesus and they may call them someone else. You're shy. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense, Latrice? I think it goes back to what she was saying earlier because people get so wrapped up in, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a personal hit. So like they're like mm-hmm. like if we're talking about it, you know, and we we like we Jones and we liking each other, mm-hmm. and we're talking about it, and you say something about it, it's like boom, it's like a personal hit. Like I just mm-hmm. like shots fired, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So you you put your defense up, you put your dukes up, like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. that ain't how mm-hmm. this go, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's the reason why we kind of just you know get all of that argument and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it, it don't it doesn't work out because yeah, right. people don't want to compromise in their beliefs right so it's causing a division ra- right. rather than the collaboration to right happen. right all so, right but right. she did attack and from, she goes got, back to that pride thing mm. 
Yeah. So, I, I, so we have a question from Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, Baby, I like her, man. I, look, I know. Look, I love her. Look, We're going to have her look, back look, on. Oh, oh, man. Look, look, I hope her husband don't mind. I'm going to call her. I'm like, hey, I got some questions for you. <laughs> All right. So uh, Timothy from Facebook asks, what are some practical solutions for spouses to heal from hurt they've caused each other? Mm. Wasn't that a good one? Um, a practical solution. Oh, that's a good question. The thing is, you got to not look at it as a problem. Mm. Like we go to things and we say, oh, we got to solve this. This isn't about solving. This is really about working through. Like this is about understanding and working through because sometimes uh, these things come up because we don't really know what it is about. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, if they've hurt each other then that means that there's some pride there, there's some issue, there's some trust there, there's some, some, maybe some ego there. Like, it, you got to really do some deep self-exploration about, about really what you two have, what the two people are constantly arguing about, which usually all arguments end up and feel the same because they're usually always about the same thing. And she hitting that pride. Though. Ooh, yeah. pr- pride. Look, look. They, they say pride comes before the fall. And because that mm-hmm. pride is there, things are falling. Your relationship is falling. There's failure there. Man. So you got to push that. And a lot of men, man, they'll swallow blood before they swallow their pride. <laughs> Believe that. Because mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Look, I'm like, uh-uh. All right. Go ahead. Pride has no place in a connected relationship. This is a space that you come and you shed everything and you go in that space fully unclothed, every just unmasked. Like pride has no space in relationship. I ain't trying to be naked. You gotta now. be naked. You gotta be naked you and gotta vulnerable. Be naked. You, you gotta, gotta at least have you gotta your, shed it. Look, I just, I, <laughs> just, just let me come with my boxes and leave. No, you, know you gotta take them no, off. You gotta be seen. <laughs> you gotta take Look, your polish pie, off. You gotta right take there, ladies, pie. you gotta take off your eyelashes. You gotta take off your press on acrylics and the new gel <laughs> next next gen nails. You gotta take all of that. You gotta take <laughs> off your body trainer. What is it? The corset? Hey, no, I, I kind of like that. If she waist training, leave her alone. Leave her alone. That just be hurting. <laughs> Have you ever see, hugged somebody with that? Out? I don't know. But I know it feels right though. Look at you. See, you're not look. creating a space of safety right look, there. Look, is she gonna be you're safe in my arms? She you, looking good. Are you listening to Latrice? You're no. not creating a space of safety. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> safety first. We have we from the chat. Latrice, someone from the chat room says, "Why are you not licensed in Georgia?" They need to know. And they also said, "What could you? <laughs> what what services could you offer someone who lives in Georgia?" Oh, oh, well, that's a great question. Not, not licensed in Georgia because I don't live in Georgia. Um, but I do offer services in Georgia through consulting. Um, so you can always go to my website, um, www.connectingthenumber2love.com, and go to work with me, and there's a page. So I work with people all across the United States um, in helping them with relationships. Um, but the counseling thing, it's different. It's long term. Um, it's if there are mental health issues, I dive into that within the couples. But with consulting, it's very short term. We do like four to to maybe twelve sessions at most. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really like I go in, assess, create a goal, attack, and then I leave. Um, but I, and I have really good results because sometimes people don't need the long term right. work. 
Shout out to Spud, man. Spud, what's up, man? All the way from Flint Town. What up, he, what he up, Spud? In. Thank you for tuning in. He said it sounds really good. We appreciate you listening. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to Tanae Talks. We have another question from Facebook. It says, how do you convince couples to consider relationship therapy? How do you convince people to go to relationship? I guess his question is, how would you, if, one, if one partner is willing to go, how do you convince the other partner to go that you guys actually need therapy to work through your issues? Yeah, that's hard. I, work, I, I have a lot of individuals who are like, well, I'll work, I'll work with you, and then, you know, hopefully their partner comes. The thing is, is that when they start doing their own work and their part, they've made some, some changes or, or some adjustments, and they're like, well, who's this new person? They'll probably see that counseling would work. Um, you can also just explain, hey, I want to develop a closer relationship with you, and I think the support of someone else would really be helpful. Um, that may or may not work, but at least you shared your concerns. Awesome. We're um, we're going to ask one more question, and then we're going to go on break, Latrice, and then we're going to come back because this is okay. such a phenomenal topic, <laughs> and you're doing so well. So another question from Facebook is, why don't people apply the best advice to even their own self-interest? Mm. Well, because of vulnerability, again, people, it's easy to tell somebody else what to do, but then you know your own emotions, you know your own fears, and you stop yourself. We stop ourselves a lot of times. I mean, even couples therapists have relationship challenges um, until they're willing to sit down and really face themselves, and then they're able to do their, address their own issues. So it's, they're not really ready to really look at themselves yet. Wow, thank you, Latrice. So we're going to head on to a musical break, and we're going to come back with relationship specialist and therapist Latrice Wosu, because she 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 dropping gems, okay? And she is preaching the gospel, and if I had some extra money, I would send her offering. <laughs> so we'll be right back. We put the boom in your box. Or it ends. 
Welcome back to this edition of Tanae Talks, where we're discussing relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly with relationship therapist and specialist Latrice Wosu. Yes, I love that song. That was a cool song. Yeah, that song is uh, Yeah, that song is pretty dope. <laughs> it was a little long for you. Yeah, I, I love that song. The crowd song. loves you tonight. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Thank you to my fans. I love y'all. I swear. So Latrice, you are, you are like the chat room is pretty jumping. Like we just um, added your website on because people are really interested in connecting to love and you, you are, you, you are such an expertise in this. I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I know that you are ordained to be in this field because you are helping me. You're helping people in the room and you're helping people in the world who are tuning into this podcast with your expertise. Oh. So thank you so much for being here because oh, thank you. Thank you for feeding my love. Language, okay? Words of affirmation. You, you better go yes. girl. You better uh, she go. Didn't, she didn't calm big grizz down. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe I can look at that differently. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, all right. So I got some more questions for you, Latrice, because I feel like we okay. could talk to you for another three hours, but I know you got things Girl, to do. Girl, <laughs> I love talking about this. So <laughs> this is a little spicy question. Okay. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Okay. Here we go. It's a little yeah. spice. Let me. Rub hands like Birdman. Okay. <laughs> look, look, I'm ready to look, look, rubbing my hands. How right. important is sex in married relationships and dating relationships? 
Booyah. Oh, I like this question. <laughs> um, so I think it's as important as the two people in the relationship make it. That's as simple as it is. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I just knew she was about to be like, it is super important. You need to make sure you're getting it in. She was like, it is important as y'all make it. Oh my God. I love that answer because you're, because everyone has their ideas about sex. Some people feel like you shouldn't have premarital sex. Some people feel like if I love this person, I should do it. Some people just like to bang the beats. And it's do the, only for one yeah. Okay, some people just like to do the horizontal <laughs> tango because it feel good. So I like that, right. you know, she make it's it's subjective to you listeners out there in the world. It's as important as you and your partner deem it. Exactly. You want to, and the thing is if you're very adamant about your beliefs around sex and your knowledge of sex or whatever, if you're very find somebody who has the same beliefs. If you're not willing to to adjust if you're not willing to evolve find someone who has the same <laughs> beliefs if not then uh, what you got to talk to the person that you having sex with if you if you wanted a one night thing make sure they wanted a one night thing mm-hmm. if you wanted a whole lifetime of love and connection make sure they wanted the same thing so um a lot of times I, I have lots of couples where they have different experiences on sex and different views mm-hmm. and that because it's so different then they have a hard time in their relationship connecting or understanding. So you got to know from the get-go how important sex is for the both of you. And you have to be honest about it and upfront about it. Because if, if you like sex every, you know, three hours and the person <laughs> could go with sex once a year, Whoa. that's not going to work. I feel like that's a nympho. You got hey, Grizz over here dancing. dancing. He doing the cabbage patch. He bringing back. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get that. Uh, I'm trying to get that the dream falsetto type sex. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had that the other day. Uh, <laughs> Today telling her business. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Whoa. I had to hit I had to hit my horn on that one. You know what? Disregard that people. This It's already it's, it's live. You, I can't edit it out. It's live. You said it. So, this is another this is a caveat to the spice the spicy question, Uh-oh. Patrice. Okay. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, the freak, <laughs> somebody said LOL, the, the freaky, the freakier you are, the nastier you are, you know, it's going to keep, keep your partner. Nah. How, how true is that? Because mm-hmm. a little testimony, like I was, I was cheated on and I thought, you know, and I was, this is transparency. Okay. All right. We see you. Okay. I'll just say. You're safe. You're safe. This is a safe space. This is a safe space. You know what I'm saying? I, I was out here seven days a week, except for that one, that, you know, the special time of the month. And it's right. like, the person still cheated. So it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. much sex you give them if they don't, I mean, if they're just not morally right. Because he wasn't morally right. Well, he was a selfish <laughs> jerk. Leave him jerk. And that's, jerk. Why, that's why we're not together. Yeah, laughing. But, you know, but mm-hmm. my question, I guess, to you is, you know, can you let the listeners know that it doesn't matter if you're doing it Monday through Sunday, every which way you can. What That's not going to sustain them. And can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So the thing is, is again, it goes back to having an under a mutual understanding around 
sexual preference and all that. But I think you need to have an individual understanding of what sex means to you. Because some people use sex as validation, right? Mm. Okay, sex makes me feel like I'm this person. I'm greater than I'm all. Where some people use sex as, you know, recreational, right? And it's just understanding what sex means and how it impacts your behaviors in relationships. Because if you're single and you're very clear with the other person, like, hey, you know, I like to have sex a lot and I go out in the relationship and they're like, okay, well, that's fine. Then you, as long as you're upfront about it, but you need to know what sex means to you. Again, it goes back to that deeper emotional experience around these things. And when you have a deeper understanding, then you are able to make more um, cognizant and upfront decisions about these things with the person you're in a relationship with. I'd also like to add to that any young ladies or even young men listening to this, don't use, don't use your sex to enter into a relationship. That is very unhealthy mm-hmm. and it is not a sal- it's not a solid foundation. It won't last because everybody got a pocketbook that is cold for yeah. your private parts. Everybody got one. The thing is, is, again, understanding what sex means to you. So if you're deciding to have sex with this person because you think it's going to keep them with you, then that's not that decision is not a healthy decision because it's now leverage. Whereas, oh, we're mutually agreeing to have sex because we want to share this pleasurable time together, right? Like those are two different things. Come so on, pleasurable you definitely time. should not go into. <laughs> you should never go into a relationship saying I'm going to do this so that they can stay with me. Never. Cause it ain't going to work. I said on the King's Court mm-hmm. a few days ago, I said, there is nothing on this world that'll keep, um, that'll, uh, let a man, uh, keep a man to stay. So, <laughs> so whether it's sex, babies, unless he wants, to unless stay. he wants to stay, the, the determining yeah. factor is that ninja wanting to stay there with you. Exactly. Point blank to the period. Grizz will stay for the food. <laughs> he will. He, <laughs> this is a fact. He will stay for the food. I will stay. Look, couple of more weeks. Look, look I'm gonna deal with her a couple of more weeks because I'm hungry. The 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 cliche term away to a, a man's heart is his stomach is true for Grizz. It's definitely true. I made him some tacos. Boy, them tacos are quite. Look, we had a whole conversation. I'm like, she was like, they were just okay. I'm like, no, these tacos are bomb. They weren't my best batch, y'all. But Grizz enjoyed them. <laughs> See, she said they weren't the best batch. That usually means they the, they the, they the nicest batch. <laughs> she put her ankles in it. Shut up. Okay. So, Latrice, I have to ask this. This is, a, this is a real hot question because the question I'm about to ask you was really hot out in the streets like five years ago with okay. the whole three-month rule. So should women apply the Steve Harvey three-month rule out here in these streets? I laugh at Steve Harvey. Don't Um, we all, baby girl? Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) We laugh at you. (laughs) At the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, sex doesn't make any person stay around any sooner or later than um, than what what they want, right? So if you tell a guy, or a person like, hey, I'm waiting 90 days. We not go have sex. Guess what? If their intentions are, are not in the best, guess what they're going to do? They're going to wait 90 days to see how far, to 
to test it, to see how far, not to get to know you anymore. Mm -hmm. it no longer becomes getting to know you. Mm -mm. It becomes this test of like, and, and um, the Olympics, right? Like how far can I go? Right, so I don't, I don't agree with that. If you want to have sex and get to know a person throughout that, that's fine. Be upfront, be honest about it. Always be upfront and be honest. And if you want to wait 90 days for the sex, just know that, if your intention is, I just want to get to know you, that's different than, you know, I want to get to know you and the sex is going to interfere with that. And you have to be with somebody who agrees with that. And I'm going to be honest, in this day and age, that's not going to, there's not many people. Not to say that they don't exist. It's not many people because you can get to know each other even through sex. So hmm. actually you can you get to, get to know people a lot deeper through sex if that's what you're into. Okay. I ain't never heard, look, look, I ain't never I heard a doctor never. or a professional to say that. I ain't never. She was like, it happens. Mm. Right, because I know I know at least three couples that tell I mean not couples, married, happily married couples that said they got it in on their first night. Boy. And they mm, a lot. <laughs> and we still getting it in. And still getting it in. And they just like they were like, you don't okay. have to base anything on a book. For them, it was all feeling. Like, they was feeling it. They were two consenting adults. Yeah. And they went for it. And exactly. now they got children and a whole marriage. Man, that's my thing. Because I'd be like, man, who made these rules? Who yeah. made these rules? The Bible. Where? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't like, I don't like that book. But two, it just sends the wrong message, right? Like, it's about, because it sends, like, sex is, a sex is a way to is a distraction which sex can be incorporated in getting to know you if that's if the other person really wants to get to know you and that's what you need to gauge if spending time with this person and you want to get to know them more and all they want is sex then that that's a, a an indicator okay this isn't they they want something more less than what i want and so that's what you gauge it on. Do you want the same things I want? And be honest and upfront about it. And if they don't, cut them off. You hear that? Cut them <laughs> off. I wish I had that song, Cut It. Keep All right. It like, cut it. You, cut, cut it. it. Cut, cut it. it. We'll know next time. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> But I like that you say that because I couldn't even get through that whole Steve Harvey book. Like I read like the first, oh. we're going to roll with maybe a little bit of the first chapter. And he was talking that nonsense and I just could not stomach it. Sure. I just could not get through it because look, it was, it was steeped. Look, that book. <laughs> it was steeped in patriarchy and ridiculousness. Okay. Mm. That's what it was steeped in. And he said something about Flynn. Walker. It was just, yeah, it was, just, it was just, <laughs> it was just horrible. I, and, that book got me into some trouble. Like I had to like reevaluate my life at some points. Like, am I listening to this fool? Like, no, mm -hmm. let me not do that. What's true to me. And I like what you said when you said if like, for example, if, if a, a young lady is dating someone and she tells the dude, we doing the whole 90 day situation. Like you said, if, if that's what he wants, if all he wants is the sex, he might hold off for them 90 days sure and will. then chuck you up the deuces right. and then you're Saudi and your Sweet pocketbook right. is just moist. Right. He exactly. just left you with a moist pocketbook. And you're mad and then he becomes a fuck boy and all this other stuff. Yeah. And you, you know, like, and at the end of the day, 90 days, you can have somebody else. If his intentions are not good or like, like if the intentions are, are not so genuine and not mm -hmm. so heartfelt, guess what? There's going to be somebody on the side willing to give the 
you know, in 30 seconds. So it's not even about that. So don't even make it about you need to work for me thing. Like, that's really what the general message is. If you want this, if you want me, then you need to work for me. Well, I'm sorry, boo-boo, but we all on the same playing field, and we all need to work for each other. If you want to think of it that way, we all need to get to know each other. You are no more or no less than the guy that you decided you want to spend time with. Hallelujah. Preach, sister. Hallelujah. We hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hear you, girl. You preach. Be free, homegirl. Right. Because, because you know what? Well, we can have a whole episode right. dedicated to Steve Harvey and his mustache because he's just a hot mess. Hot mess. Okay. <laughs> Speaking, you know what, Latrice? And those suits. Yeah. Okay. This oh. ninja. Wait, the suits are. Nice. There, no, the, the the new ones are. The old oh. ones were not. Oh. Okay. Oh, but speaking of, this ninja had the nerve to be giving out relationship advice, and he's on his, like, 14th concubine. So I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't I mean, get ma- it. Maybe, don't maybe get after either. the 14th, he get it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Right, right, right. Take the 14th <laughs> time to get it. Maybe he got it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got it maybe. this time. He had a light bulb. <laughs> right. And that could be it. Sometimes you got to go okay. through a little bit of frogs to get to your prince or your princess. Yeah. I get yeah, it. Kissing me frogs, you can get a disease. You, you could. A little bit of warts. A little warts. <laughs> Latrice, I got another spicy question. Oh, here we go. Okay, a little okay. bit of spice. My next spicy question is, okay. should you oblige your partner's weird fetishes? Fet- fetishes. So if they like they toes, Big toe sucked on with ketchup. That's gross. But it's a weird <laughs> fetish. Should you oblige them or should you not? Mm. You know, it will it make or break the relationship? Talk to us, Latrice. We want to know. Look, look, I like this question. <laughs> I think you should try something at least once. Oh. oh. <laughs> I wasn't like, expecting what is that. It, what is it? <laughs> what? Like, what is it going to hurt you? What is it going to hurt? Like, if your partner comes to you, remember we're creating a space of safety and vulnerability and all of this. And you go to your partner. Wait, Grissom. You he said it created a space of nastiness. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Latrice. Go ahead. No, no. I no, I love this stuff. Um, but it, again, it's it's really uh, it goes back to, you know, when you look at something. If I come to my partner and I'm sharing something that's very unusual, and then they play, like, "Oh, you weird, you nasty," then guess what? Then I become weird. Then I become nasty to them, and Aww. then I now no longer feel, you know. And this is a hypothetical me and I, um, but the person no longer feels like I can. They can go to their partner. And share their deepest fantasies, right? And again, you go to your partner, you try it once, and if you don't like it, don't do it again. And don't shame them in the process. You just say, you know what, I tried it, I feel a little little uncomfortable. Or you never know, you might try it and be like, oh my God. I really this like This is the that. most exciting thing I've <laughs> ever experienced. I, I can't I really like it. <laughs> I Latrice, wait, I, 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 I have to chime in. I got to chime in. Latrice, you just said something. Okay. Go it ahead, goes it in. goes back to that safe space. You're right because in communication, I had dated mm-hmm. someone, and it wasn't as, as extreme as the example I gave, but they were into something, mm-hmm. and I just didn't 
Nah, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. But I, I didn't call them yeah. weird. <laughs> like I said, I can't with trees, man. How you going to make me feel bad because I don't want the girl sucking on my toes? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't do the toe thing. That's nasty. <laughs> now I feel but, bad what it, because what, I feel what? like she should try it. You know what I'm saying? She should try it. You should try it. Oh, wait. Latrice, you got cut out. Uh, Hold on. Latrice. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm here. Okay, sorry. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. So, you know, we tell trails and try it once, and then so you know if you like it or not, right? Like, what? It's not going to hurt. I I mean, it's different when you got a partner that's like, trying maybe do a knife play or something like like that's what? scary it's like, <laughs> what, she you know, like, what the hell is knife look, play <laughs> run ladies look, if he's trying to look, pull a I knife on you oh you're right so. okay you get a little get a little kinky is what you're saying okay we get it then share those fears like look i'm just a little bit afraid and i want to trust you i want to trust that you're not going to hurt me really that's what it is i just want to trust that you won't hurt me. You won't embarrass me. You won't think bad of me. Or, you know, your toes won't be dirty. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to trust that they're clean. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody said, hash, Brett from Georgia said, hashtag try it once. Spud said, no. <laughs> hey, he we, ain't with the shit. Look, look, listen to me. Black people ain't going to do no knife sex. <laughs> we ain't doing no, <laughs> black people ain't doing no knife sex, no gun sex, no strangle right, sex. Right. You oh, keep no, that shit. <laughs> look, we've been in oppression for too long for you to be playing with us like that. <laughs> to be bounding right. us. We not about to do it. Maybe it's sexy. I got this knife. I'm going to go get my gun. <laughs> I'm going to go get the damn police, okay? Right. Because it ain't going to happen. Not, I'm not for look. play play. <laughs> I am not y'all, for play play. Y'all, y'all. Y'all may think it, but I promise you, there are some underground people who do who like risky sex. Like you know, rapey black sex. Folk who like risk, risky sex. You know, I don't doubt it, but as for me in my house, right, right, <laughs> we will not do the weirdness. <laughs> I will not be engaging. Okay, okay. So I have another. Now this is a more this is a more um, deeper question, Latrice. Oh. What do you okay. think the three main reasons black love is crumbling at the moment? Oh, I don't think it's crumbling. I think it's evolving. Oh, that's a positive because on my so, timeline, yeah, all I, I see is <laughs> back and forth with the whole tips and the no steps, blaming right. women, black women for yeah. this and failing the black family yeah. for this. Side chick drama. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, and claiming yeah. your boyfriend Current, and currently i'm in a healthy relationship shout out to black love um and it took a while to get you yeah. know it's, yeah, shout out to it shout out to healthy relationships out here in these streets but i do see to me <laughs> i see more people bickering more people bickering with each other mm-hmm. than than collaborating with each other so let's you can talk more about yeah. the evolving piece you know if you you know go ahead yeah, so I think it's evolving because um, it there was a different view of black love. It was like more of like if we think about it, our our generation, our time, we see like the like nineteen sixties, and we have the civil rights movement. You see this picture of black unity and mm-hmm. all this stuff, but we forget that there's also these intersectionalities of patriarchy and all these other um, 
you know, changes in time. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is, is black love and womanism and the empowerment of the black American identity. So then you have like this wokeness and everybody's on different levels of woke. And then everybody's competing for this evolution that's happening. And it, and you're right, like it, there there isn't, there's less collaboration because everybody's trying to get a voice, but I do think that it's it's evolving into something that I believe will be incredible. And also capitalism, it's trying to adjust to capitalism too. Um, because like with the, the, the hoe and you know, the mud, the video vixens and mm -hmm. you know, the side chick and all of that, which Ugh. I mean, I just want to say side chicks have been, you know, prostitution is the oldest, you know, realm that there is the uh, profession. So it's not like this is new. It's just now it looks differently and it impacts relationships differently because now relationships are expected to be, um, a collaboration, mm -hmm. love, and all this, where in, in, the back, in the past it was about practicality. You get married and we work together so that we can have a family to progress, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't about love. People didn't get married for love. Do you think that people should get married for love or should they get married for practicality? Because I know... Uh, they, you know, they say it's a, it's a contract and it's basically a business. Mm -hmm. Should people, or they say that, you know, get married to grow the wealth. Should it be steeped in love or should it be steeped in a business? I think it can be both. I think one, again, you already know it depends on the two people and what their view is. But in my personal opinion, <clears throat> I think that it's, it should be both like there's love in in we need love right like human existence is about love and connection and companionship mm -hmm. and i also think that marriage is about growing it's about generational wealth it's about progressing your your group of people and furthering them so i think it's about both absolutely you touched on the whole side chick piece and that is mm -hmm. very prevalent and like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. In sixteen, in 1967, when Leroy died, you end up finding out he had a whole family three blocks over. Mm -hmm. so, and you know, and he had a whole family. He just wasn't banging the hoe. He had three additional mm -hmm. kids by the broad. And so, like you said, there's nothing new. I just feel like back then, people stayed in their lane and kept their place. Mm -hmm. And that... I, I agree. And now I don't know if we should be celebrating that it's more out in the open, but I feel like there is a sense of disrespect there. I think, you know, stay in your place. You know, I know like a lot in like basketball culture, you know, they will have their wife in the, in the wife seats and their side chick on the other side of the, of the stadium, mm -hmm. you know, it, it may be wrong, mm -hmm. but there was a respect level there. And I think that's where we're lacking mm -hmm. in this day and age, as far as relationships go is respect now i'm not saying you should cheat or that you should be going out of your way to hide it or whatever be but you know do things decent and in order and and, res and respect your partner don't mm -hmm. have them out here looking embarrassed because that's what it boils down to your partner feels embarrassed that everyone was in on the mm -hmm. secret including the side chick except the person that's being hurt at the moment yeah i and i agree i think that if if in your relationship if you're as open and honest and there's no secrets in around that realm. So if anything, 
No one should ever come to your to your partner with information that they don't already know. Okay. Hello, somebody. So, Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> so, you know, if you are going to have a side piece, then have a conversation with your partner. Yeah, they probably won't agree with it or whatever. Or you never know. Sometimes people are like, hey, hey look, <laughs> I get it. Some days I don't feel like it. Okay. Right? Like, if you create that space of connection, you never know what what the other partner is willing to do unless you all talk about it. That's absolutely I totally right. agree. So if you... <laughs> I'm asking. Like, hey, yeah. that's a side piece. Let me tell you no. something, nigga. Don't ask me. I know you listening. Don't ask <laughs> Don't ask me because the answer is hell no. Oh, to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. <laughs> But I love you, boo. No, no. Right, right. Get it, girl. (laughs) All right. So. Hashtag axing. How do you, so how do you feel about the term you complete me? Should individuals be looking for a person to complete them? You know, you often hear that. Yeah. No, it's so, you know, that's so endearing. That's so, that's so beautiful. Is it? The problem with that (laughs) is, is that. It is. People like, you know, they mean it in a sweet way. The problem, though, is is that what we do is we put an unnecessary responsibility on our partner, right? We go into this relationship thinking that they're at whatever they're supposed to add is supposed to be happiness and all this other stuff. So when you're not happy, you're blaming it on your partner. And then your partner is trying to do everything to make happy when the reality is, is we only control our happiness. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go into that relationship completely understanding who you are, what you are, how you are, and what drives your happiness. So you can share that with them. And their only the partner is supposed to compliment you. It's supposed to compliment or accentuate that happiness, right? When people mm-hmm. say, oh, you're in happiness, like that's what that's about. Mm. So, Great answer. Yeah. Um, can you give me <laughs> top? Top the top five things that make a relationship healthy. Mm, let me see. So I think what makes a relationship healthy is honesty with self and partner, vulnerability, trust, and not just trust around fidelity, but trust with intentions, like around what are your intentions with my emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um and empathy, I think, did I say empathy? And understanding. So I think that's really, all of those are, are really important. What does a, what does an unhealthy relationship look like? Um, it's one-sided. Mm. It's overbearing. It's underwhelming. There's lack of care and it's contemptuous. means there's no respect. One, people need to understand what respect is, but still, um, there's no respect for each other as human beings. Dang. Hmm. Cool. Cool. I know. <laughs> I was like, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 These are uh, zero tolerance. And you will be terminated <laughs> immediately. <for laughs> this is our zero tolerance policy. Oh no, it's not terminate. I don't agree with termination immediately. But, you know, over time, if it becomes these things, there's like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Nobody's doing anything. No one wants to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, why sit here in this space? 
That's true. It's so. idle. It ain't going nowhere. It's not growing. It's dying. Your plant, you're just withering away. Mm-hmm. Just let it go, boo. Think let you better it let it go. Hey, looks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. another oh. love TKO. Hey. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you define as cheating in a relationship? I know that you... Um, so Latrice does this thing when she goes Facebook live called connecting to love. So again, to, uh, if you want to connect with, uh, Latrice, you can go to www.connecting to the number two love.com. And also she has a Facebook page connecting to love and also on Instagram connecting to love. But she does this thing on Facebook yeah. live where she does like many, I want to call them like many therapeutic sessions based on relationships. Mm. And the other day you did one about part, your partner making a mistake. So I want you to Mm -hmm. um, expound Mm -hmm. upon that little mini talk, but also what do you define as cheating or, you know, what does cheating look like? What is cheating in a relationship? Well, I think um, to me, I think cheating is anything that goes against the shared and mutual agreement in the relationship. So, if the two people say, hey, this is what I believe about having side pieces. And everyone's like, yeah, I believe the same thing. <laughs> and then a person goes out of that, that's cheating. Okay. Right? It's, it's about, because a lot of times we go in with unspoken expectations and unspoken agreements. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I believe everything should be on the table. So then guess what? We can never say we never talked about it and you didn't know. And so you sit down, we talk about these things, we get to know each other's beliefs around these things, and you say, hey, yeah, that's cool, you like that, but that's not what I'm into, you know, this is kind of where I feel, what do you think about that? Okay, I can agree to that, I'm, I'm down for that, and then that is when, that, you know, when you agree, you say, okay, that's cool, I can do that. And when you go outside of that and everybody's like, well, you can never say, well, I didn't know. Well, no, we had that conversation. I wrote it down. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. And so, oh, yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, to the people listening out, on my Tanae Talks page, I will share Latrice's uh, information so that you can follow her or if you want further relationship therapy, uh, couples counseling, or individual um, therapy, working on your inner self, I will have that available to you. Uh, Brett has another question, Latrice. She says, when you're in a long-distance relationship, how can you help it grow Mm -hmm. until you can get into the same space? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you. uh, Focus. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's working on how to develop your language together as a couple. So enhancing your communication uh, way, like, I don't want to say communication. Yeah, communication style with each other, right? Learning to get to know each other's beliefs and values a little bit more. Use that time, dump that time alone to really do some self-exploration on who you are in a relationship and how, you know, what you believe about certain things. Because the last thing you want to do is go into because when you're when you're far away from each other, you're different when you're next to each other. It's a different relationship. I've been mm-hmm. in. I mean, my husband was deployed for a really long time, so you know it's it's really different. And so you have to really do some time to explore for yourself, and then develop that time together to develop how you two will communicate through problems, how you'll communicate. And, and future goals, use that time to really talk a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Do you, have you found in your practices that when a, when couples have been long distance and now, like you said, it's it's totally different when y'all finally link up and y'all in the same city or the same town, even the same home. Do you find that they break up sooner or do you feel find that distance made their hearts grow fonder? Um, it de- mm. or really I'm sorry. You, 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 I'm sorry, for- Latrice. I'm sorry, you cut out, so we didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. Go oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said it depends on the it depends on the couple and what they were really getting into the relationship for. Because there were some people who really what they worked on of creating a strong foundation of their relationship, and um, they kind of spent some times together, like little moments, to work up to forever. Mm-hmm. And then there were couples who just was like, yeah, we've been apart for five years and then we decided to get married immediately after that five years and they didn't know what that looked like and then they had a hard time adjusting Mm -hmm. um and I believe that a couple people just jumped into the relationship rather than using that time to really get to know each other okay so when a person is when when a couple they're in a long distance relationship how often should they see each other face to face and within a year's time span um, I think once a month would be, you know, it's different because people are in long distance relationships a lot of time because of, because of work or school or whatever. But you can, I would say, try as at least once a month. That's the least because, you know, d- different seasons, things happen and you want to be a part of that. And at least spending a little bit of time together, you can at least get to know each other in the space. And I think I always suggest you going in each other's space, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, going to the city that they live in in their home and seeing where they live, and then they come in to do the same thing, and then maybe you know travel, do like a, a traveling thing together. Because and studies have shown, I've seen like a lot of reports that couples who travel internationally together the first time get to know each other a lot, and you can tell if the relationship is going to work or not. Well, I've heard that too. Um, one of one of my uh, girlfriends said that that was a defining moment um, in her relationship with her now husband. While they were dating, mm-hmm. he took her. They went on an overnight trip together for like a weekend, mm-hmm. and her husband mm-hmm. told her, "You know, that was a defining moment for me to know that you would be my wife." Because I guess you get to see that person under pressure, under stress, how they deal with wait mm-hmm. staff, how they handle mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, maybe you left something behind. Are they getting frustrated with you that you, you know, left your toothbrush? You know, it just tells a lot about their mm-hmm. your character. So whether you, I, I would mm-hmm. say to that study, whether you travel internationally or domestically, I think it will be a, you know, a telltale sign of a lot of things. Yeah, the reason why I say internationally, especially if it's a country where you both don't speak the language, there's a lot of problem solving that goes with that. How well do you two work together on trying to figure out how to get to wherever the hell y'all want to go? Like Mm -hmm. that, it takes a lot of like planning to do that and to figuring it out where with girlfriends, you can laugh it up, you can joke around. But when it's two people dating, it's like, look, we got to figure this out. And I think that's, that's that's why I say like internationally because especially it's it's a really like obstacle course mm. really trying to learn how to get around and not no one knows the language. Absolutely. How important? So my my brother, uh, my older brother, told me a long time ago, and I and you can tell me if if you agree with this or not. 
But he said, when you're in a relationship, throw throw a problem out there or, you know, maybe you throw it out there or maybe a, a, a problem arises. Let's say let's say a death mm-hmm. arises. He said you should do mm-hmm. that to kind of test the character again of your spouse to see how that they can handle it. Maybe an argument or, you know, maybe you lost a job. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you don't even have to create it. It's just life happens. How important mm-hmm. is, what should a person be looking to evaluate with their partner in those types of moments of job loss or death in the family or, you know, uh, anything. Maybe a, a woman's in a relationship with a man and he didn't know he had a child and the baby mama come with a two-year-old like, oh, yeah, I know I ain't tell you, Tyrone, but <laughs> you got a son, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you know, what kind of character trait should you be looking for in your partner to know that whether you should end it or move on with that person? Um, I think one, depending on the situation, but I think it's about if they're supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're, if, if it's, let's say you're in a time of need and are they supporting you? Are they making it about them? Are they supporting you in that time of need? Let's say they mess up one. My last connection session was about mistakes. And I think it's about accountability. Does the person take accountability and responsibility for their role in moments of disconnection? Mm-hmm. If you can't take accountability because I, In every moment of disconnection, we all play a role. No matter how innocent you want to play, we all play a role. We probably didn't do it at that moment, Mm -hmm. but we did. And if you can take accountability for that and say, you know what, I wasn't acting the, you know, I wasn't doing the right thing. I wasn't doing this. You know, I realized that I did hurt you and I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's what I think is the most important. If you can take accountability and responsibility for your role in a disconnection, because we all are going to go through ups and downs. We're all going to go through arguments. But the most important space is the repair and reconnection. Mm-hmm. And if you have a person that is willing and always willing to repair and reconnect, then that's a person you want to keep. Mm. Not someone who wants to stay in disconnection. Mm. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I don't have any uh, joke follow up for that one. Right, you got right. Grizz over here looking stunned, like wow, right. like you just I, I, penetrated like his he heart. He's in like deep thought of the things that you're saying. I want to go back to what you said um, earlier about you know you defining what cheating is with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. if you said if y'all agree, like yeah, you can have a side chick, you can have a side dude. You know that kind of happened on the episode of Insecure too with Dro, because Dro was oh, like. Yeah. His wife said, hey, you know, I can have a little mm-hmm. side. What about the outside people, right? So say you have this agreement with your person and then like, yo, you, you tell your homegirls, they tell their homeboys and they look and, you know, they're like, uh-uh, I can't believe. I mean, I would never do no shit like that, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> right. we all know. <laughs> right. Those are haters. Right. Those right. are haters. So how do you handle that? What would you advise a couple on that coming to you to say, hey, in our relationship, we define this, but we're kind of, you know, we don't know how our family will feel about this. We don't know how our friends will feel about that. What advice would you give t- to that? Keep people out your relationship. <laughs> hey. I almost spit my water out. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to quench my thirst. You see me? 
Y'all hear that? Out of Sorry. the out of the mouth. Keep people out of your relationship. Keep these people out. And you know what? I'm fit to follow her live. Am I? Am I? <laughs> I currently. That's what I've been doing in this relation, and it, it just feels so beautiful. I just keep it close to the chest, and it's been beautiful. Right. The male perspective. If you have space <laughs> of safety in your relationship, then you know what? It doesn't matter what people think or any of that but they also it, they should know because this is your space is sacred to you and that person mm-hmm. and the more people you keep in or you have eyes on or ears on then they have opinions and views and all that and it's not their relationship so if it's not their relationship stay out of it and so make sure they stay out of it by saying yeah we're good if it ain't your relationship Stay out of it. Just mind your business. Okay? Just, just mind your, your business. Mind your business. Right, right, with the little twist. Tell people your relationship business. Right. Don't tell people your relationship business, and and stay out of other people's relationship. So, right, because what what's good for the goose may not be good for the gander. Is that the term? I don't right. know. <laughs> but I remember Monique. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I remember Monique, the comedian. Y'all know she in a lot of controversy these oh, days because we ain't boycotting <laughs> Netflix. I but, know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't auntie. even have Netflix. I'm like, can I, can I afford to? It's okay. You right. can borrow somebody's password. Right. That's, but, the, that's how we do it. <laughs> but the, <laughs> but Look, I, half of us ain't even paying for it. <laughs> But I, I bring her up because I remember a few years ago, you know, she talked about being a, in an open relationship, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the thing she said was cheating for her and her relationship would not determine whether or not she was going to, you know, divorce her husband. And a lot of people gave her a lot of backlash mm-hmm. about that. But, you know, that's their code of conduct for their relationship. Right. So right. if you won't right. do that in your relationship, then don't, don't be mad at her. Cause they happy over there. Why you all bent they out happy. of, you know what right. I'm saying? You bent out of shape about somebody else's relationship. Okay. If you're not going to do it, sis, then don't do it. Yeah. Period. Hey, say man, why your wife you talking to my wife about my side? <laughs> what, what'd you say? Latrice? You said you're making a comment. I said they over their relationship. I said their relationship constipated. Like they're just oh. like, do it. But these people are Hashtag relationship constipated. That's a new one. That's a new one. That's a new one. <laughs> but go ahead. What you say, Latrice? We sorry, we crazy. Right. But I mean, no, it's fine. Like they're just you know, the thing is is people get so stuck in their own morals and values, like that's cool, that's your space. But you going over there frowning and poo-pooing on somebody else's <laughs> happiness and joy, right. like what is you mad because they have more happiness and joy and you stuck to your rules. Okay. Your rules and your morals and your values. Right. And you can't you can't be mad at it. If that's not your code of conduct, don't be mad about it. Because if if your if your code of conduct is so cool, bask in it and love it. Period. And love it. Don't be mad and, because and I have twelve it. wives and you're not happy with your one. <laughs> Don't you be mad. Don't you be mad. I love all 12 of my wives. <laughs> You're not happy with the one. I'm over I here. I can't laugh at that. I'm not going to laugh at that one. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, that was love. What? Culturally insensitive. Oh, my fault. I love my people. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. It's okay. Moving on. We sorry. <laughs> we um, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Latrice, how do you feel about the term hashtag relationship goes? Um, I think it's 
Hmm. I'm I'm on the fence about it because I think it provides people with like something to strive for, but it's also some goals that aren't realistic and that aren't theirs. Mm. Right? Like we can't be Beyonce and Jay Z. We We can't can't be Claire Huxtable and Dr. Huxtable. We can't be them. Like (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to be you don't want to be Bill Cosby. Right, right. You want to be You want to be he Claire. Okay, all right. That's why I said them. That's my right, right, right. We, we can't realistically be them, even though it's like, oh, it looks so beautiful. It looks, but we can't. And so I think it's awesome that you want to have something to strive for as a couple. Um, but I think it's more important to strive to dedicate it to you and your relationship. And what do you two want it to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, who so, are three celebrity couples that you think are quote unquote relationship goals, even though we just said we could, but hypothetically speaking, who are three celebrity couples where you like, okay, hashtag relationship goals out here. Mm, that's so hard. Cause I don't know their life. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Y'all hear that? She said, "How can it, how basically how can they be relationship goals when you don't know their life? You don't know what got them to the pretty picture that yeah. you saw on IG, pretty much." Yeah, that's why it's so hard. Like you know, Will Smith and Data, they look all awesome, but we they've probably that. been through a lot of stuff, right? And I don't what I don't want their problems. I don't know what their problems are, but I don't want them. We have a que- we have a question here. It says, "But if their dream is to build an em- empire, why can't that be a goal?" Do you? I don't. Brett, do you mean that in like they can have that goal if that's a Beyonce and Jay Z sense? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the context mm. in which you mean that question, Brett. Elaborate. Um, however, so Latrice. I want you to answer this yeah. question without thinking deeply about it, because I know your therapist's Boy, mind. Okay. She gets into it. She got the <laughs> ther- Right, right, right. Your therapist's mind makes you dig deeper, but just on the surface, <laughs> who are three celebrity okay. couples that you think are hashtag relationship goals? And as you're, <laughs> as you're thinking about that, I want to touch on the, the Jada and Will Smith. First of all, Will Smith is my bestie. In my mind, okay. he's the best thing to happen to Instagram. I love him, okay? Um, but he one thing, <laughs> he do, he be giving a good word. Boy. But one thing that Jada, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, his, his wife, said many, many years ago in an interview, she said, I'm never leaving Will. She said he can hit, if he even decided to get him another woman. She said she had moved to the other side of their mansion and she's not leaving him. And <laughs> mm. and I and I I always laugh about that and I love Jada for that because to me those statements from her meant I'm gonna fight for this and I'm gonna fight through it and I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep my man if it's if it's worth keeping you know because we I you know I know Will and I I can say no because he don't seem like this side he ain't beating on her or none of that and she's like I think that statement to resonates with me to say i'm we gonna work through anything yeah so if you're gonna have this i think that's a beautiful statement I, isn't that beautiful that's what's up. okay so you got your three mm-hmm. celebrity couples that's hashtag relationship goals yeah Trace? yeah okay. okay let's go okay. hit them hit, so hit me with i it. do so it is beyonce and jay-z i knew it was i knew it was i knew it was um and you know this is an interesting one but oprah and stedman they have they created their their space and they stick to it they showed it and, and don't let nobody so change on the surface, it mm-hmm. and don't let nobody change it so like that's that's part of that and um 
A oh, new one is the Velvet. Don't judge me on this with Cardi B and Offset. <laughs> <laughs> Offset? Woo, I just woo, think that they woo, have a lot woo. of fun together. They do look like a lot of fun. I I'm... just think that they have... Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know their relationship, and I think that they may have, like, some secret agreements, which is theirs, which those are the things that I value. Relationships that have, like, these agreements, and they stick to it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna and Grizz, you're gonna have to answer this question next. Um, the, okay. the, the, the who your three celebrity relationship oh, goes. Okay. Out. Mine are Remy Ma and Pap. Okay. Yep. I love. Okay. Oh, that's a. Good I one. love Remy Ma and Pap because usually it is the woman that's the ride or die chick, but in this situation, Pap but he is. is the ride or die, and that so beautiful is that. so oh. beautiful. For a man to fight for the love. You always see the woman doing it. You know, a woman will lose her everything. And, you know, all my life I had to fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Pap is out here also uh, on some class act. I got to fight for my love every night for Demita. Remember that? I'm class yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but so that, that's one. Remy, Ma, and Pap, I love their love. And I love that they promote black love. And that black love is, as you said, mm-hmm. Latrice, it, it is not crumbling. It's not failing. It's still beautiful. And it's still evolving. And I think they are the personification of that. So that's one for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, my other uh, celebrity red hashtag, I like your shit, guys would have to be Martin and Gina, even though they were, uh, you okay. know, they were a fictional couple. I love Martin and Gina's relationship because they taught us how to have fun in our relationship. They taught mm-hmm. us that, you know, you can, one thing they showed us that happens a lot of time when people get in a relationship is they, they cut their friends off. And then it's just me and my boo. And then once the relationship goes sour, then they want their friends back. But Martin and Mm -hmm. um, Gina showed us that we can be in a relationship. We can still have our friends without necessarily putting them in our deep, deep business. But we can still have fun as a couple and, you know, grow. And they showed us, like, if your mama don't like your spouse, it don't matter what mama say. I love her. So, you know, Martin, Martin and Gina taught us a lot. So that's number two. And number three, so hashtag so the uh, relationship goes, would be, drum roll, please. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have a drum. <laughs> um, number, number three would have to be, I don't want to say this because I don't want to get stoned. You won't. No judgment. Okay. Mm. I don't like no how it's a safe space here. <laughs> okay. Safe space. I would have to say Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. And they okay. I love them a lot because they they try to one up each other in the love department or in the things that they do mm-hmm. for each other. So every year they throw each other a theme birthday party, but they try to one up each other and in a in a good way in a good healthy competitive way and you know mm-hmm. i think both of them have grown and evolved since they've been together and i know we was all mad at them mad at her and him how they got together with you know the whole mashonda thing and how that happened but again we don't know the ins and outs of that so those are my three pap and ram gina and morton and alicia and swiss Okay. Man, you put a lot of thought into this. Right. <laughs> right. And see, my, my, my. Now I'm up here like, 
here rethinking. <laughs> Look, mine is all TV reality. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> hit us, hit us. I got to start from number three. Okay, start and from then, number and three. And then go to the number from, one. From the least to the greatest. From the least to the greatest. Okay, go ahead, Greg. Okay, so number three is going to be uh, that heavy set uh, white dude off Kings of Queens. And oh yeah, his wife. I don't think their relationship got because she was okay. rude as hell oh, to him. Like but but they they got this thing though, you know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? Like they click though, okay. you know what I'm saying? I get it, I get it. Okay. So okay. like next is gonna be uh um Carl and Harriet. Really, you yeah. took it back. A family matters. <laughs> it's a recognition. Yeah. Oh wow. He, he loved Harriet. He did love he Harriet. Loved Harriet, the black one and the uh, the mixed one. <laughs> no, he didn't. They didn't change wives. They didn't huh? change wives on Family Matters. It ain't here. No, they did not. They only changed wives on the Fresh Prince. They on on Fresh Prince. They they the same the same Harriet was on Family Matters. Boo. They switched. They switched out. Uh, they they got rid of Judy, but they didn't switch out Harriet. Boo. They did. No, they did. Harry not. used to be. I promise you, on God. No, they did. No, they did. Let me. Tell Harry you. used to be the chocolate one, and then like right before, like in the beginning episodes, it was a light skinned one. No, her I, sister, her sister Rachel was light skinned, but they never changed mm-hmm. Harry. You can Google this right now. So I, I, look, we're gonna have to find it you out. You know, though. I'm we a TV fanatic. No, we have to find it. Okay, all I do is watch but TV. I just know Carl held it down. Okay, okay, the big guy, the big guy. Yeah, the big guy held it down. Okay. 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 All right. You know. Hey, don't judge me on this last one. Okay. We no judges. No judges. Okay. No. 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 Lucius and Cookie. Ghetto. <laughs> best I'm relationship. You. Best relationship. 2018. <laughs> Lucius and Cookie. They ain't even together. Though. It don't matter though. <laughs> they got a thing. They got. They but got that space. Like they have a thing, and they they fight for each other. So. I feel like you like dysfunction. A little bit. Some some dudes like dysfunction. Okay. Um, and I got two more questions for you, Latrice, before we head out, because I told you we could talk to you for another three hours. Right. No, I'm, I'm kind of comfortable. I'm tell, like, this is a good- tell your husband that we're so proud of you, Latrice, that if yeah. he's not listening, that you did a great job. And the link for listeners okay, out there, okay, even you. though we're recording live today, the link will be available in perpetuity. It'll be out there for you to listen at your leisure when you're working out, when you're driving to work. It'll be available at all times. It ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. So subscribe to the Spreaker app. That's S. P R E A K E R, the mm. Spreaker app, and and in the search box, search for Tanae Talks, and you can subscribe to my channel, or you can subscribe to Drop Site Radio, mm-hmm. which uh, that's who I'm housed under. Okay, so Latrice, do you believe that yes. we give up on love too easily in this generation? Um, I don't think they give up on love. I think they they give up on like they run from the heartache. Mm. so it's not the love piece everyone's seeking for love it's just they're afraid of being hurt so they run from that so immediately when something gets tough they're like i need to hurry up and leave before i get hurt mm-hmm. and she, they, don't, she don't never have a common so answer <laughs> what did you think she was gonna look, say look, 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 look. i was gonna be like yes <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she don't never have a common answer that all the little the little love relationship people usually say she says something that's what makes totally me different i get it i'm, I'm subscribing to the live <laughs> you subscribe you subscribe to connecting to love as soon as we get off of this i'm, re- I'm sending your friend request so i'm subscribed to your life <laughs> we're connected <laughs> i love that Latrice. i think i think that's what it is i think that when it really gets down to the meat of the matter 
um, or some chaos or some drama or like we said, some job loss or something. People mm-hmm. chuck up the deuces and they leave instead of saying, hey, baby, I'm going to stick to you through this. You know, like like Pap did Rim. Yeah. She did a she did a whole bit. Yeah. Seven, seven winners, six summers out here. Feel me? <laughs> and, and who's to say? That's a long time. And, and we don't know the agreement they had. She could have been like, I'm up in here. You know, you can go get you some side pocketbook if you want to. You know, just mm-hmm. when I come back, it's all me. You, we don't know what they had. Oh. But we do know that when the rubber hit the road and the, and, and, and the tough got tough, they stuck it out. And so. Is that not Cookie and Lucius? Mm-hmm. Is that not cooking? Yeah, that kind of low key seemed like cooking, cookie but they be they crazy. They hey, look, they got look. like murders and stuff on their hands. Don't mess with the family. <laughs> <laughs> and Latrice, <laughs> when should a couple work it out, and when should they walk away from it? Um, I think the couple should work it out when both parties are they they look at each other and they say, "We got to do this. This is us. This is ours. We both have to work on this." I think it's time to walk away when it goes back to that one sickness that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. one-sided, and you're fighting, 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 and you've done all that you can, right? You've changed your approach. You've been clear and concise. You did your individual work, and you're going to this person saying, hey, I need you. I want you. I want you to be here in this space. I want us to work on this, and they're they're just not having – they're not willing to go to repair and reconnect. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's at that moment, it's time to say, you know what, this is one sided and I've given all that I can. Um, and unfortunately, I can't sit in this space too long. I like how you said that when you realize um, that it is one sided. Ladies, please listen up, because I think we live in a culture, especially our generation, where we were sold on the idea that we had to be the down ass chick or the ride or die chick. And that was ingrained in us. It was sold to us every day on BET. It was sold to us in all of our favorite rappers, raps, and all their lines. And we were sold that, you know, be down, stay down, show that you real. And that became where the woman on her end, and I, and I, I, I can attest to this because I was the person that was trying to be the ride, ride or die. Oh, I'm, I'm holding it down. And meanwhile, it was one sided. At, at some point, it was two people, but then there, there, over time, it became one sided. And then you end up getting hurt. So, ladies, if you or men, I can't just say I can only speak for myself. But there, there are some men out there who they woman doing all manner of stuff, and it's becoming one sided. So when you feel it within mm-hmm. your hearts of hearts that you are the one that's running ragged that you don't want to being torn down. You're the one that's being hurt constantly. And they looking like they just went through a summer spa. It's time to move on baby girls yeah. and baby boys. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> if you, if, and that's the thing, if they're doing it, it, like if you're in this space and you really try, like you've gone and said, I'm going to do the individual. Maybe it is me. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I always say everyone needs to take accountability for their role in the disconnection. You take an accountability and you go into this person like, look, I've, see what I've been doing and they're like okay good cool and they're not seeing any half steps that they're doing and they're not willing to own up to anything then it's just like mm, this person doesn't like to take accountability that's mm-hmm. a that's not a that's not that's one-sided and 
And that's hard because one thing, a relationship is a responsibility. And whenever you have responsibility something, you also need to be accountable for your interactions for, or and how you treat it. So, um, yeah. Because I, I believe in being ride or die. Both people. <laughs> right. I that both when y'all both agree to it, like, we're right. going we gonna to fight for this. I'm going to fight for this, baby. Right. Right. I believe in that. So if you have one person fighting and another person fighting and y'all fighting the issues together, that's cool. But if you fighting and fighting and fighting for what and they haven't, you know, they're just like, you know, I, and some people tell you they're done and you just don't want to hear it. So, you hear it, just be done. And hear it in multiple ways. Latrice said earlier in the podcast of how you're communicating with, without even verbally communicating. So the signs are there. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to mm-hmm. the signs. Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Uh, pay attention to hey. the signs. Come on. Hey. Hey. Give me a knock it off. Hey, man, I got a quick shout out real quick. So we want to um, thank you, Latrice, um, for being a guest oh, yeah. on our show today. You were fantastic. In true Tanae Talks oh. um, fashion, we give shout-outs on this show. So now is your time for you to okay. give my listeners your social media handles or anything that you want to share with them, and also give your shout-outs to your people. Okay. So um, I'm going to share my, my work information. I'm sorry, Latrice, you cut out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Latrice. Can you hear me? Okay. Go ahead now. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, I can be reached at, I can be reached at www.connecting2love.com. You can go there, go to my website, learn more about me. You could go to my Instagram at connecting2, that's the number two, love. Um, that's on Facebook every other week. I do connection sessions at nine o'clock Eastern standard time PM, um, where it's just different topics this month. I'm talking about love as well. Um, and I'm going to actually be talking about, uh, love addiction. So that's going to be fun. That sounds like that's going to be fun. Is that, is that on the live? That's oh, on the gonna live. Oh, it's going to be so good. That's going to be on your live? Yeah, it's going to be yes, subscribe. on the live. We're going to be tuned in. February, February 8th. Um, no, that's the 15th. February 15th, I'll be talking about love addiction um, and ways you can tell if you're addicted to love or not. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, so I just... Uh, no really big shout outs shout out to you for having me here this is awesome so oh thank um, you i appreciate it well we want to thank you yeah (laughs) yay Yes, Latrice, that was a round of applause for you because we are so thankful at Tanae Talks for having you as a guest on my Uh show. You are expertise. This is definitely your calling to be in this field. I got to give my shout outs. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my booty. If you're listening, I know you will be listening. Shout out to you. Uh, As always, shout out to my son, AJ who he's giving me the thumbs down right now. Um, My son. He didn't create a space of safety. You know what? Shout out to AJ because he had to be quiet for an extended period of time. And I know that it's 
killing him. Boy, murdered him. <laughs> he over here. But as a working mom, I have to bring my son into the studio with me. So shout out to you, son. In the long run, when Tanae Talks makes me my first million dollars, you're going to be so grateful in the future. <laughs> shout out to all the listeners out there that tuned in live to my first live show. I appreciate you, Brett, Spud, Max, Eric. I appreciate you so much. Thank you to all my Facebook people that chimed in that had their questions. I hope that your questions got answered. I hope that you learned a lot. Um, and shout out to you again, Latrice, because you kicked off the Tanae Talk Month of Love. This month, I'm going to be featuring everything surrounding love. So this was more so focused on uh, healthy relationships and uh, what it takes to to create a healthy relationship. So you kick that off for us. Later on this month, I'm going to have oh. a uh, an author on L.M. Reed who's going to be talking about intimate partner abuse. So that's basically love gone wrong. And I'm also going to have pleasure mm-hmm. coach Stephen Smith. Um, who specialize in pleasuring your partner so mm. you can get freaky on the highway Ooh. on the way mm-hmm. to Lennox Mall. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mickey Wallace and 107.9 The Beat in Muske- uh, Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, I'll be on there tonight. Tonight Talks is always featured on the Real Talk Power Hour on 107.9 The Beat in Muskegon every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Easter Standard Time. So shout out to Mickey. Shout out to Ebony. Shout out to the whole real family. And shout out to the whole Fly City, Flint, Michigan. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for Flint, Michigan. Shout out to my mother, Beverly, for um, always just let me talk a whole lot and not let me get in trouble about it. <laughs> uh, Grizz, you got any shout outs? Man, y'all got one, man. Uh, actually, Eric Moore is uh, Timo from Double Clutch Radio. He also um, is WIGO. Uh, 1570 in Atlanta. Oh, awesome. Shout out to you, so, Eric. I appreciate you for tuning in. He's I... also the best uncle in the world. Hey, uncle. <laughs> Hold so, on, AJ. So. Hold on, AJ. You want to give a shout? You want to give a shout out to your dad and your sister? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't ever come on my show again. You're fired. <laughs> uh, so we're going to close out the show with a song <laughs> written by me and produced by Dirty Snares. Oh, I thought you said you had my song. No, I didn't. You looked at me earlier and said, I got oh. your song. The the song that you wanted. Her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> In house communication. He literally looked at me and said, I got, I got I got your song. I got the LL. I got the LL you wanted. Yeah, I got the LL Cool J you wanted. Okay, so we're gonna close out the show with LL Cool J's. I need love. Thank you, Latrice. <laughs> Bye, thank you. Bye. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with many hearts and I'm not saying no names. Then the thought occurred, teardrops made my eyes burn because I said to myself, look what you've done to her. I can feel it inside. I can't explain how it feels. All I know is that I never dish another raw deal playing make-believe, pretending that I'm true. Holding in my laugh as I say that I love you Saying I'm more, kissing you on the ear Whispering I love you and I'll always be here Although I often reminisce, I can't believe that I found A desire for true love floating around Inside my soul, because my soul is cold One half of me deserves to be this way till I'm old But
so you can walk over a puddle. I give you a rose, pull out your chair before we eat. Kiss you on the cheek and say, ooh, girl, you're so sweet. It's deja vu whenever I'm with you. I could go on forever telling you what I do. But where you at, you're neither here nor there. I swear I can't find you anywhere. Damn sure ain't in my closet or under my rug. This love search is really making me bug. And if you know who you are, why don't you make yourself seen? Take a chance with my love and you'll find out what I mean. Fantasies can run, but they can't hide. And when I find you, I'ma pour all my love inside. I need love. I need love. I wanna kiss you, hold you, never scold you, just love you. Make yourself seen.